Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. We have a nine-game NBA slate today for Wednesday, January 8th, and we're going to break it down in just one moment. If you're new here, welcome. I appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button if you get any value from this podcast over on the audio version, how those ears doing, or the video version, waving to you. What's going on, gang? So, appreciate, again, you being here. I will be on the Awesome YouTube channel at 9.30, also breaking down the slate live, taking an early look at it. Have the projections already done for this nine-game slate, something I usually have in the afternoon. So if you're interested in those, you can have those over on Patreon. You can check them out with an interest pool. Updated all throughout the day. That's where my exclusive content lives. There'll be PGA, uh, PGA podcast and stat sheet going out today over there, as well as NFL content dropping pretty much every single day over there. Something is dropping on Patreon. So you can check that out. I'm an independent content creator. That's where I make uh, somewhere around 40%, 50% of my income. So I appreciate all the people over there. You all rock. You can check out my social medias. And lastly, linked up above is Fantasy Draft. I'm going to drop a link down below to Fantasy Draft's main event, the pick and roll today. You can check that out. It's a contest that it's usually 2x minimum cash. It's usually 10% the first. It's some of the best payout structures you're going to find. And oh yeah, there's no rake. Fantasy Draft does not charge rake. So you're not getting 15 to 30% of your bankroll over the long run. And most people are going to lose about 30% of it to rake gone. So if you're going to try and play in some contests and you don't mind not having the 100k to first prize pool, that uh, let me cut it to you. You're probably not going to win it um then yeah these are the best contests that you can get in you're literally saving yourself probably if you play exclusively there or just play a little bit over there 15 to 30 percent depending on how much you play so hit the subscribe button i do appreciate it we crushed through 18,000 subscribers thank you all so much and let's get into the video it will be a little bit abbreviated since it's a nine game slate a lot of my time was spent spent prepping for just the awesome show having my projections done and looking over all the teams and game by game notes so if you do want a more of an abbreviated game by game notes i'll probably pin them up on instagram be sure to follow over there if we hit 2,000 followers on instagram we're about 40 50 away i'll release my game by game notes uh, it is very abbreviated version today but they are still there a couple of pages worth of notes. Let's get into the injury news. Bradley Beal is questionable with a leg injury. I have him in because I don't know what to do if I don't put him in. Projecting him for 32 minutes, which is a limitation based on his 36 or 38 minutes. Garrison Matthews is out with an ankle. It's really hard to start to project this team when there's just bodies dropping every single time. You might get news that Davis Bertans will return today. Potentially Thomas Bryant. They're both pretty close. And then Bradley Beal. So keep an eye on this Washington injury news. For Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, I would imagine misses again. Extended period of time. He is going to miss. You still have Siakam and Gasol out. Norman Powell missed the front end of the back-to-back Last night, I have him as questionable, but I'm projecting him out. For New York, Marcus Morris and Dennis Smith Jr. both missed yesterday. I'm projecting Dennis Smith Jr. in, but only for like five minutes just to fill out the minutes for New York. For Marcus Morris, I'm projecting him out with a neck injury. They both missed again the front end of yesterday's back-to-back. For New Orleans, Drew Holiday is going to miss, and man, oh man, this does help a lot of people. Josh Hart started in the last game, only got up to 27 minutes, but had two personal fouls in the first two and a half minutes. I'm projecting him for 30 minutes today. I'm projecting Lonzo Ball for around 34 to 35, and then Brandon Ingram for 37 after he played 39 minutes in the last one, and he sees his assist percentage jump by more than 6%. More than 6% when Drew Holiday is out. Great spot for him. For Milwaukee, just George Hill is out. You're going to get Pat Connington back. George Hill being out will help Pat Connington. Potentially Eric Bledsoe's minutes. Probably Dante DiVincenzo's minutes to stabilize. For Miami, Justice Winslow remains questionable with the back injury. Hasn't played in about two months now. Keep an eye on if he finally suits up. 
Interesting news in Indiana today with Malcolm Brogdon in a game-time decision. That's going to affect Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren, all these players. But also DeMontis Sabonis finds himself on the injury report questionable with a knee. It is a tough matchup against Miami today, but you've had Goga Bedeas. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Goga is going to maybe get the start at the four. He's been seeing rotational run over TJ Leaf and Jakar Sampson. So we'll see what happens if Sabonis was to miss. Huge news for guys like Miles Turner and those backup fours. So do keep an eye on both Brogdon and Sabonis, likely the two best players on this team, uh, questionable today. For Houston, Russell Westbrook is resting today and going to play tomorrow in the back-to-back. This would have been a smash spot against Atlanta at just 9,100. Him being out makes, yes, $12,800 James Harden, averaging 1.91 fantasy points per minute this year when Russell Westbrook is off the court and not playing alongside of him. It makes him a great play. I'm projecting James Harden for over 70 fantasy points, around 72 today. I expect the ownership to be there. If there's any sort of value, which I think there is, it's good to get to him. Clint Capella's rebounding rate goes up. His fantasy point per minute goes up by about 0.1 per minute. That's huge. He projects out great. And then you can cycle through the rest of these guys that are going to be impacted. Austin Rivers likely draws a start. Eric Gordon, more time and production. Same things can be said for potentially Ben McLemore and also Daniel House Jr. Uh, All of them without Russell Westbrook out there. So uh, cycle through the rotational guys. Clint Capella and Harden would be my priorities there. Will Barton is out for Denver, a guy who usually does not miss often. I don't know where they're going to go here. They could either start Torrey Craig, and that's just a dumpster fire of 18 minutes of no fantasy production, or they could start Michael Porter Jr., who's been pretty productive. And I right now have them projecting to start Porter Jr. That could be wrong. I have him in for 26 minutes. Makes him a very good value play on a slate where you need value to get up to James Harden. Uh, Will Barton being out will also affect some other pieces of the secondary unit like Monty Morris. Dallas is not going to have Christoph Porzingis. It makes Luka more appealing, but Luka's priced right next to Harden, who is going to be projecting for close to two fantasy points per minute today, around 37 or 38 minutes. Uh, You're going to have Luka at most 35 minutes. So for more minutes and a much better production for not that much more, I'm just going to prioritize Harden there. Porzingis being out means probably 30 minutes for Powell in a tough matchup. You might get Maxi Kleber to 26 to 28. Dorian Finney-Smith probably sees around 30 to 32. Wendell Carter is out for Chicago. You saw Daniel Gafford play the final 12 minutes of the game in their last effort out. You saw Laurie Marketing get more run in a game he was questionable. He played 36 minutes. Laurie Marketing got more minutes at the five, which let Thad Young get on the court a little bit more. He played 28 minutes in that one. But Daniel Gafford played 25 total minutes. He's priced up at this point, or at least to where he should be. So all these guys are interesting to me. Laurie probably the most. Thad Young, if, if somehow Laurie starts at the five, I don't think that'll happen. But Thad Young will be a little bit more interesting if you get Gafford starting at the five and Laurie at the four. I have interest in both of them. I do think Laurie sees a lot more minutes at the five now that Carter Jr. is out. For Charlotte, uh, Marvin Williams is questionable with a nose injury. He just had nose surgery, so they're saying like he might play tonight. I think it's more towards doubtful. That would help guys like P.J. Washington secure greater minutes at the four, as well as Cody Zeller, maybe Miles Bridges, some minutes at the four as well. For Boston, Kemba is questionable today with an illness. I have him in for this one. And then Daniel Tice is questionable with a knee. I also have him in. Kemba being back will hurt Marcus Smart, whose price point is coming up. Brad Wanamaker, who's already not in play, becomes even more not in play. Kemba being back hurts Jason Tatum's overall production. Uh, And if anything, it makes Gordon Hayward likely the best Celtic to get to only because he's the cheapest and he doesn't get the biggest of impacts with Kemba back. He actually sees a bump in his production because of Kemba's assist rate. For Atlanta, Bruno Fernando is out. Will help Damian Jones. Will help Alex Lynn at the center position. Nothing major. And Jabari Parker remains out. You're just going to get more minutes at the four with DeAndre Hunter and behind John Collins. So at this point, it doesn't matter. And mainly Vince Carter. So let's get over right to my early interest. I'll stop on the target offense sheet. You can take a screenshot of, screenshot of it if you'd like. I've projected about half of these lines because they weren't out when I was doing this around four in the morning today. So be sure to tune back in. And over on Patreon, this will be updated. Uh, over on Patreon also is the projections, which I am going to link up right now above me as the um, 
we, as we talk about these early interests here, a lot of them. So I'll, I'll kind of highlight through them because I did list more than usual for all of you. 27, I usually list about 20. Starting at the top, Harden's a 1.91 fantasy point per minute producer without Russell Westbrook on the court. He's going to play, I have him projected for 37 minutes. He could play 40. He could play 38. I don't think he's going to play less than 35 unless this one does indeed blow out. They have a 121.75 team implied total, and this game paces up as the highest pace game on the slate by a wide margin. 108.5 is elite pace category. Everything looks good. The matchup against Atlanta is elite. James Harden, I'm projecting for around 73 fantasy points, and that's hard to pass up. Trey Young at 9,700 on the other side of this matchup. He's in a good spot as well. When he has John Collins on the court, he averages around 1.32 fantasy points per minute. When Collins is off the court, which will be for some of the minutes, it's closer to 1.4 fantasy points per minute. Yes, they are eight-point underdogs in this one, but that's not that bad, right? But Russell Westbrook being out is keeping this spread a little bit closer, and the pace is fantastic. So you're probably not going to be able to afford both Young and Harden, but I think it's fine. Vooch is averaging now over 1.3 fantasy points per minute. He's going to have a matchup against Jan Mahimni and AP today great spot for him. The price point has come up a lot, 9000 as opposed to the low 8K range, but it should be at $9,000. I think he's a good value. I can't think he's a priority on the slate because you have Clint Capella for $1,200 cheaper who we're about to get to. You have Brandon Ingram slightly cheaper. You have guys in the 6K range that I think you can get to and still get to Harden. So Vooch not a priority for me, but he's at least in play. Brandon Ingram is in a fantastic situation here, 8800 projecting him for 37 minutes, and he does average over 1.3 fantasy points per minute when Drew Holiday's not in there. He sees a, he sees he's a this rate rise by about 6%. Same thing for Vooch, though. Can you afford Brandon Ingram and still Harden? This is the type of lineup that I would get to Ingram in lineups where I'm probably not playing Harden. Maybe you can squeeze it in. Kyle Lowry's been unreal. In like It's only like a 150-minute sample without Pascal and Fred VanVleet and Gasol on the court and even Norman Powell, but he's averaging like 1.55, 1.6 fantasy points per minute. You saw him drop close to 50 last night. I have him projected for around 49.50 fantasy points tonight against Charlotte. It's just a great spot. Have him at 38 minutes of play. There's no one else out there. The usage is up. The assist percentage is up. The drive rate is up. The shot attempts are up, and everything is up for him. At $8,600, his price point decreases since $100 last night. Yeah, I think Kyle Lowry and Harden is a good combo if you can fit it. Clint Capella at 7,800, fantastic spot as well. 1.25 fantasy points per minute. Sees about a 0.1 bump when there is no Russell Westbrook on the court. A lot of that is because pick and roll offense goes up as well as his rebounding rate. $7,800, Clint Capella is going to grade out as perhaps my best center play on the slate. Lonzo Ball, not a priority for me at 7,400. Prefer his teammate Ingram, even even with the price increase. Uh, look, you're going to get more minutes around 35 with no holiday. The assist percentage goes up to about 33%. That's great. The triple-double upside is obviously up when he's playing more minutes. But if he's not hitting that triple-double ceiling, he's probably going to get you somewhere around 35 to 40 fantasy points, which at this price point is good. But it's a matter of what is the opportunity cost? It is, allow, is it keeping you from getting to the 80, 85, 90-point upside of Harden today? Well, then that's not that great. Gordon Hayward would be the one Celtic I like today at 7,100. Sees about a 1.1 fantasy point per minute production with Kemba Walker in the lineup without him about 1.04. So it is a decent bump up for him. Either way, though, he's playing bigger minutes now. I have him projected for 34 today. Laurie Markkinen at 6,900. Price point jumps up $1,000. And if he starts at center, yeah, he's fantastic here. If he doesn't at 6,900, I likely pass, but I will put put him on here because he is interesting to me. He played 36 minutes in the last game. I'm not projecting him for that much. I think I have him in there for 33 right now. So with that minutes limit, it's, it's a good matchup for him. He's going to get more minutes at the five, which increases his overall production. I think I do have him projecting out for somewhere around 34 fantasy points. So it, it's above average. It's 5X for you, but it's not anything that's a priority for this slate. Bojan Bogdanovic at 6,400 seems like fine value, but I prefer the next guys up here in Orlando. Aaron Gordon has started the last two games of the four, helps his rebounding rate, helps a lot of things for him at just $6,200. The price point isn't rebounding for a matchup against Washington, who doesn't have a true four right now. They're going to put Troy Brown there at the four for most of this game. I 
Isaac Bonga. Those are not guys that are going to match up well for Aaron Gordon, a guy who is an elite rebounder who was being stuck at the three for some odd reason. And I love the fact that you get Aaron Gordon at the three when he is a power forward and you could roster him as a small forward. Aaron Gordon at 6200 is one of the better mid-range plays. Evan Fournier has been struggling as of late, but now he's just $6,000. He continues to play around 30 minutes per game. Great matchup against Washington here. The usage rate is still up. I think it's okay. Alfred Payton at 5700 seems a little bit cheap against Utah today for New York. You probably don't have if you do, Dennis Smith Jr. not playing a ton of minutes. Peyton came right back in last night and played good minutes around the 30-minute mark. I think that 5,700 is a little bit too cheap. Aaron Holiday's in yellow. Only interesting if Malcolm Brogdon is in. Troy Brown at 5,400. Even if Bradley Beal comes back, he's going to have to play big minutes. They just don't have anybody at the four. Admiral Schofield um, in the last game was still there, but he only played four minutes. They don't want him playing, and they have no other traditional force. Isaac Banga has been playing a ton of the four minutes because they don't have anybody to put there unless you get Bertans or somebody back. Willie Cauley-Stein got his normal run in his last game back against his former team, Sacramento. He played 26 minutes. If I project him for 26 minutes today, at 4,900, he makes for a great play. Guys like Willie Cauley-Stein are the reasons why, on the slate with James Harden being in the position that he is, paying for a $9,000 booch isn't that appealing when you have a, a $4,900 Cauley-Stein, who, yeah, he's not going to go for 40 or 50 like Vooch can, but he can get you 30 for half the price or so. Daniel Gafford at 4,800. I prefer Willie Colley Stein, but Gafford, if he does start projecting him for somewhere around 25, 26 minutes, makes sense in a good matchup against New Orleans. Keep in mind, once again, when Carter Jr. is out. Chris Dunn, 4,700, just like he's an okay value. He can get 24 minutes today and be bad. If he gets 30, he'll probably be good and pay this off for you, but don't expect many ceiling games out of him. Kendrick Nunn at 4,600, still going to get around 28 to 30 minutes. That seems fine. Always keep in mind that Justice Winslow could return and ruin him, though. And then a bunch of these Houston guys. Austin Rivers, Daniel Haas Jr., Eric Gordon. They're all guys that I'll just rotate through. Even P.J. Tucker a little bit lower. I don't think any of them stand out all that much. Rivers should start in place of Westbrook. I mean, he's a point guard, so is Westbrook. So that's nice. But if I give Rivers 30 minutes, House 30 minutes, Gordon 30 minutes, if I give all these guys 30 minutes at the same exact price point, they grind out for good value. Nothing fantastic. None of them break away from the pack. So I think they're all okay. P.J. Tucker at $4,000. Again, not a great usage guy. Clint Capella is still in there, but his rebounding rate goes up a little bit with Russell Westbrook out. He's okay. So all these Houston guys, the priority is James Harden, then Capella, then all these 4K guys are just good filler value, but none of them stand out above the rest. They're all just meh. A little bit more than meh. They're all like projected for low to mid 20s and fantasy points, which in the low 4K range is okay, but none stand out. Dante DiVincenzo is fine. Josh Hart, I like a lot at 4,200. I like Josh Hart more, more than if he starts again for uh, Drew Holiday, which I expect. I like him more than all this value that you're getting in Houston. Josh Hart, for me, I'm going to project at 30 minutes. He played 27 in the last one after picking up two personal fouls in the first two and a half minutes. Then he did not play the rest of the first quarter, and he did not play half of the second quarter. So Josh Hart missed uh, pretty much a stretch of like I don't know, 16 minutes in the first half because he got two early fouls in the first two and a half minutes. That's not going to happen again. And then he still finished with 27 fantasy points. A guy who's around a fantasy point per minute producer when Drew Holiday's off the court. I'm projecting him for 30 minutes. He's going to grade out for somewhere in the high 20s compared to all these Houston guys in the mid to low 20s. If he starts, Josh Hart is probably my favorite 4K play of the day. Uh, Next up, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. at 3,800 will be interesting today. If he starts, you're not going to know this before lock probably, but look, there's no Will Barton. They've started Michael Porter Jr. at the three before. They could start Torrey Craig there, though. Either way, though, I think he sees run. Even if he plays off the bench, you're going to get probably around 24 minutes, maybe 22. If he starts, I'm projecting him for 26, and that number could be higher. Will Barton plays about 33 minutes per game. So at 3,800, he seems like one of the better value options on the slate. Does have a nice team total of 107.25. Well, actually, one of the lower ones in the slate. 
Um, so I'll walk that back a little bit, but a power forward, small forward, I was looking at the one above, which is PJ Tucker's 121.75. Um, but as a small forward, power forward, I do like the way that you can fit him into your lineups. And lastly, Wessel Wandu has been starting at the three when Aaron Gordon's starting at the four. He's not fantastic, but he's 3,500. The more he plays, the more effective he starts to become, it seems. And that's what's going to happen with guys who don't have a ton of experience. So 3,500, he grades out for like 19 and a half fantasy points for me. It's not terrible when you're trying to get to Harden. If Wandu had a spike game of 23, 24 fantasy points, it would really be a payday for you. So that's where I'm at right now. It's a stars and scrubs type of approach for me, mainly because of James Harden. Hope you appreciate the video. It's a little bit quicker today, but I'm in a little bit of a hurry with the um, awesome show coming up. So please do hit the subscribe button if you got any value from this video. Let me know if you watched all the way through down below. Who is your favorite play below $5,000? I will go with Josh Hart on this slate. Let me know what you think. Appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button. Check out my Patreon exclusive content where my projections are currently up and living. Thank you so much. And check out Fantasy Draft. If you just click the link down below, it helps me. Just click it. Even if you don't want to uh, sign up, uh, but if you do sign up, click that link. It does help me out. It just shows them that you came from my channel, which allows them to continue to support me and sponsor me as an independent content creator. Peace out, gang. Y'all rock. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.